You're a 415er. 415 You're all about your San Francisco 49ers. And this is where you need to be for news, analysis, and, and, and more. And more. Welcome to the 415 hosted by Evan Gidding and Mark Grandy. What is going on, everyone? Welcome into another edition of the 415ers podcast. As always, on the Odyssey Sports Podcast Network, coming at you twice a week with 95.7 in the game. That's Mark Randy. I mean, my name is Evan Giddings. Download the Odyssey app, rate, subscribe to us there. We got some quarterback talk, Mark, because we have a big name in the NFL business across media talking about Trey Lance, talking about Brock Purdy, and quarterback two, Sam Darnold. But before we dig into all that, what's up, man? How you doing? I'm doing well. Uh, yeah, looking forward to this episode. We haven't really had a purely quarterback episode in quite a while after that's been a lot of the offseason. So we're back in the saddle, getting ready to go once again, because uh, you're right. Adam Schefter had to go on the Pat McAfee show and talk about 49ers quarterbacks, and he's given us all the content we need for this episode. So I'm looking forward to it. But overall, I'm doing well. How are you today? I'm good, man. Yeah, can't complain. Uh, a couple of late nights this week with some broadcasts, but nothing to complain about. Lots of sports talk in the Bay Area. Of course, the 49ers are always at the center of attention, even in the offseason. <laughs> but of course, tonight, it was, we're recording this. Um, recording this on Thursday morning. The NBA draft is later on tonight. Wow. The San Francisco Giants have won 10 games in a row. Oof. We just feel completely fortunate that around the Bay Area, Mark, there's always something going on and there's never a lack of content. And uh, like you mentioned, it's because of what Adam Schefter of ESPN said yesterday on the Pat McAfee show, which was, among many things, uh, quote, <laughs> There was no trade market for Trey Lance, and the 49ers didn't have any trade talks with teams. And then he went on to later say that Brock Purdy, if he's healthy, is the number one. And my guess going into camp is that Sam Darnold has the edge to be number two. So before we dive into the last part, before we break it all down, uh, the first part of the statement, Mark, about Trey Lance Apparently, with all the speculation and rumors, um, there wasn't, in fact, much going on this offseason with Lance. Apparently, at least according to Adam Schefter, and you remember what uh, John Lynch said, I think it was in early April uh, when he was asked about potential trades of Trey Lance. And and he said, you know, look, it's not like we're going out calling people saying, hey, what what will you give us for this guy? Um, but I would be shocked if there weren't some calls. Uh, coming from other teams to the 49ers about Trey Lance, because it's clear as day that the 49ers, at the very least, aren't convinced that Trey Lance is as good as they were hoping. So naturally, what do other teams do? They try to take advantage. I mean, one team's trash could be another team's treasure. Um, I know that's a saying that maybe is not always accurate. In this um, case, it could be one man's tray is another man's treasure. Exactly. A hundred percent. So I would be absolutely shocked if there wasn't calls and there wasn't some interest from other teams. I think maybe what Adam Schefter is reporting here a little bit, Evan, it may be similar to what happened with Jimmy Garoppolo last year when he was still under contract with the 49ers. And the assumption was, all right, we're going to trade him. We have Trey Lance. We've fallen in love with this Brock Purdy guy as well, who kind of came out of nowhere. We're perfectly fine trading Jimmy Garoppolo. Let's help us replenish some draft picks and let's get going. But what happened? Of course, he didn't get traded. and He ended up playing a lot for the 49ers last year. But what was the reason? 
it seemed like the 49ers had a higher opinion of Jimmy Garoppolo than everybody else. And eventually you, you get to a point if you're the 49ers where either you have to come off of your high asking price or you just bite the bullet and keep him around for another year. Now it ended up helping the 49ers in this instance that in this instance that they kept him around because of the injuries to the quarterback room. Um, but I think this is just another example of the 49ers potentially overvaluing who they have at quarterback or at least valuing them more than the rest of the league does. And if you are the rest of the league, say you are interested in Trey Lance and you want to try to acquire him. Obviously, you'd like to have him now and get him into your offseason program and have him ready for training camp and all of that. But he's a young guy. He's not in danger of you know, leaving the NFL anytime soon. If you just wait it out, Niners asking price perhaps comes down. Something happens in the regular season. Niners have zero reason to keep him around and you can get him for less. So I think what Adam Schefter is talking about here, Evan, might more be um, telling us that the 49ers just simply hung up the phone whenever a team was like, all right, we'll give you a fourth round pick for him. And the Niners are like, no, we need at least a second round pick or whatever the situation is. I think that might be more what we're, what we're thinking about here, as opposed to there being absolutely no interest in Trey Lance, because if there wasn't any interest in Trey Lance and Hey, if you're watching on YouTube, yeah, we got a special guest on the four one fivers right now. This is up, Monte Hill during a commercial break. In fact, this has to pop in with the show. What's up, B? What's, What's up? up? Man, I got to pop the chain out. And yeah, no trade market for Trey Lance. Makes sense. All these people trade Trey for two threes. <laughs> trade Trey for two twos. How the hell are you going to get value for a dude who didn't even play? No stuff, Adam Schefter. Of course there was no trade market for Trey Lance. There, wow. You heard it there. Probably said best, I would say, than I've heard anywhere. Yeah. Randy Mancan. What's up, baby? What's up, Monte? <laughs> Wow, it's Monte great, Hill, the morning rose. No, literally, he is in the middle of a show right now on a commercial break and found some time to pop in during the, the six minutes that they give in between the quarter hours. So that was much great. appreciation, much love to Bonte Hill. But he's 100% right. The Ford Anners are asking for too much for Trey Lance. Other teams, when they hear that asking price or when they give their, you know, the price they're willing to meet, both sides are just like, all right, well, through this. Well, we're going to hang up the phones and move on. Maybe we'll check back in, in another couple of months. But I think that's what this is about more so than there actually being no interest in Trey Lance. Yeah, I'm with I'm with both of you guys. Uh, I think that also, nor should there have been a trade market for Trey Lance because Trey Lance, as much as the actions of Kyle Shanahan or the you know, I would say that the framing of John Lynch this offseason around Brock Purdy in the quarterback room might tell you that Trey Lance is not important. That is not the case. And it is because of the question marks in the quarterback room. And it is the question marks of all three of the guys in relation to their health. And if you're Trey Lance, or I should say if you're Kyle Shanahan looking at Trey Lance, you should want him on this roster and he should be valuable to you to the point where not only you're not looking to trade him, but it's going to take something of great value to get him back to even be in the conversation. And that's not something I think a lot of teams were looking to get into or be open to. And so there's no trade trade market for Trey Lance because there shouldn't be one. He's valuable to the 49ers 
probably more so at this point in his career, still being on his rookie deal, still being moldable, still having potential, still having a potential future in San Francisco. He's more valuable to the 49ers than any other team right now because he's the perfect contingency plan if something goes wrong with Brock Purdy. Now, Adam Schefter also went on to say that there might be another guy in line for the number two job not named Trey Lance, and we're going to get into that. But when I hear the comments about no trade market being available for Trey Lance, I see the 40. 49ers doing the right thing, which is protecting themselves with both their future for, you know, down the line, a future piece, a future quarterback, but also a potentially present quarterback if Brock Purdy can't go. I also think the point of the season in which we're in, there's no rush for the 49ers to decide the future of Trey Lance. I know we were talking a lot during the offseason. If he was going to get traded this offseason, Evan, it would likely be before the draft because you're going to get draft picks back. You're not going to get any veteran proven guy in the NFL that's going to help you win right now. That's that's off the table. That's not happening for Trey Lance, at least, at least in my opinion. It seems very unlikely. So if you're the 49ers, you're looking to acquire draft picks for Trey Lance. And yeah, who knows? Maybe he he gets in for a game and, and looks terrible and it it further decreases his trade value whatever but he he could also up his trade value if he plays well and in limited playing time or perhaps a lot of playing time whatever the case is but for the 49ers Evan there's no pressure on Trey Lance there's no pressure on them to trade Trey Lance now or anytime soon if they're going to move him again they're going to be getting draft picks back so if you're looking forward to the 2024 NFL draft which is likely what you'd get back for a Trey Lance trade now I mean, you could still do that in, in March of next year. There's really no rush, in my opinion, now that the draft has passed this offseason for the 49ers to do anything uh, long-term about Trey Lance. They can wait. They can see how this year plays out. And again, maybe they would get a fifth-round pick instead of a fourth now if he doesn't play well, doesn't show out well, whatever the situation is. But it's not really costing them all that much to just let this play out for one more season. Well, I think the one advantage of trading Trey Lance, which I am not a proponent of, would be that the team that he would go to would then get to make the choice, essentially, of picking up his fifth-year option or even choosing to extend him. Now, you can say that that is, of course, an option for you at the end of this season, uh, but to me, there's a little more flexibility because a team that ideally is looking to figure out what they got in him if they're acquiring him would then get a course of full year of either repetitions or him being in the room. There's less information for a team to base off um, heading into the off season of whether or not they want to pick up that fifth year. To me, that's the only, I guess, area that I could see there being um, more value in. Of course, if you have more team control, you're going to be able to get more back. But, but I think you're right, Mark. At, at this point, Trey Lance is, He's certainly not worth what he was drafted, and he's not even worth, in my opinion, a, a top three-round pick, or at least I wouldn't feel comfortable as a team trading that for him. Uh, so right now, I don't know if his value can decrease much more. I just wonder if we're going to be in the same boat next offseason where the 49ers also have that decision to make to pick up the fifth year or potentially extend them. Who knows? But they also are not really going to have, it seems like, a whole lot more information to go off of than they do right now because Brock Purdy's in line for number one, and Trey Lance is a guy that could catch you a, a fourth or a fifth. Like I, I don't know. If, I don't actually think that's... Whatever his value is right now is probably going to be his value at the end of this season, too. 
if things go to plan for the 49ers, yes. I mean, if things go to plan, Brock Purdy plays every single snap this year and, and you never see Trey Lance really in a 49ers uniform again. That means Brock Purdy is great. He he follows up everything he did last year and is the team's quarterback of the future. Now, if things go poorly, that's where Trey Lance is needed. And it's something that you have really stuck with all offseason long. I think what would be the biggest disaster for the 49ers this year is Brock Purdy gets hurt again, and it's relatively serious, misses a while. Maybe he gets hurt towards the end of the season and misses the rest of the season. And the 49ers had already moved off of Trey Lance at that point. And Sam Darnold comes in and isn't good, is the same Sam Darnold that he was with the Jets and with the Panthers. And suddenly you are running out there a a bad quarterback. He's costing your team a chance to win a Super Bowl, and you have already traded Trey Lance elsewhere. Uh, and, and to make it even worse, say Trey Lance is playing for whatever team he traded him for and looks good, at least better than Sam Darnold. That would be the biggest disaster. And considering what the 49ers went through this past year, I know it's unlikely to play out in the same fashion, just in the, excuse me, in the pure number of injuries that the 49ers had at the quarterback position. Probably not going to happen again, but considering how fresh that is in the 49ers' minds, in the 49ers' fans' minds, I just don't think it's the best thing to trade Trey Lance because if something happens to Brock Purdy and then if Sam Darnold struggles and you already got rid of Trey Lance, you are never, ever going to hear the end of it. Uh, So I think the 49ers are just trying to save themselves a little bit as well by holding on to Trey Lance for one more year. Well, if Trey Lance doesn't play and he ends up being with a different team and doesn't get an opportunity with the 49ers because of of how good Brock Purdy is and because of the situation that they're in as contenders, uh, they also, in my opinion, won't hear the end of it. I mean, it's it's a lose-lose situation, really. Yeah, well, the only way that you can kind of brush this this thing under the rug or sweep it, whatever you want to talk about, like, is to win. Like, that's the only way that you can make this better. And for a lot of fans, I think Mark is going to take a Super Bowl to to forgive that at this point mistake, that swing and miss, because Trey Lance has started four games. If you go down the line of quarterbacks taken in the top five in the new millennia, there have been some incredibly unbelievable busts. But all of those busts have at least played. Like that's mm-hmm. why we know that they're busts. So even the you know the Josh Rosen's got a full season pretty much to start. Jamarcus Russell uh, got an opportunity. I believe it was his second season to be the full time starter. And you just keep going down the line like all these guys were given opportunities. Granted, they weren't in great situations like Trey Lance was. But if Trey Lance ends his 49ers tenure with four starts and you know we're still wondering what exactly he's going to be, which seems more likely than not at this point. That is a disaster. And the only way that you can try and make it all better, I believe, is if you win a Super Bowl. Yeah, I mean, you win a Super Bowl with Brock Purdy, and then you you just determine, all right, we didn't need Trey Lance. Or Trey Lance somehow gets in the game, uh, gets in and, and plays consistently, and looks good. Now, now, at that point, winning a Super Bowl isn't necessarily apparent for this season. Um, but you're right. Those are, those are the only two options. The other outcomes are are terrible because you what did you lose out on by trading up for Trey Lance 
you got rid of all your first round picks for the next few years. 49ers finally have a first round pick back next year. You have we've spent so much time this offseason talking about the roster and how they're ready to win now. If that is a move that costs you really a a a good chance to win a Super Bowl last year, this year, next year, whatever the case is, it's going to go down as one of the worst moves in franchise history. And again, the only way that they can overcome that is by overcoming it and winning a championship or by us actually learning that Trey Lance is a good, a good quarterback and he does it for the 49ers. Those are the only two options. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. This is the 415ers podcast brought to you by the Odyssey Sports Podcast Network with 95.7 The Game coming at you twice a week here in the offseason. Mark Randy, Evan Giddings with you as always. Please download the Odyssey app, rate us, subscribe to us there. We're discussing Adam Schefter's comments for the Pat McAfee show yesterday, if you're listening to this on Thursday. And that is because Pat McAfee came out and said... There's no trade. There was no trade market for Trey Lance. And he also said that Sam Darnold essentially has the edge over Trey Lance for the number two quarterback spot, assuming that Brock Purdy is healthy and he is the number one. And this is where, look, if you're telling me Brock Purdy's the QB one and, you know, Trey Lance and Sam Darnold are duking it out at this point. Uh, that, that does seem logical. But the edge over Trey Lance, I wonder, Mark, if that's because of the prerogative once Sam Darnold was signed to come in and be the backup quarterback or because over the course of training camp and uh, OTAs, which happened a couple of weeks ago, that he actually outperformed Trey Lance. Because from what I saw, what I've read, it's pretty even. And in my mind, the tie goes to the runner and the runner in this situation would be Trey Lance. But that's not how Schefter sees it. Yeah, no, I feel the same way as you do. I think this is more so coming from a... Not a running quarterback, by the way. <laughs> uh, I, I think this is more so coming from the optics of the Sam Darnold signing. Um, Schefter cited the fact that Darnold was signed on the first day of training camp, which is a telltale sign that this was a guy that the 49ers had been thinking about throughout the offseason leading up to free agency opening. And they got done very quickly, meaning there was mutual interest and that this was, you know, a guy the 49ers really wanted. Um, and with that in mind, I can't really blame Adam Schefter for thinking, well, why would why would that those situations have happened? Why would there be mutual interest? Why would this be such a, an easy deal for them to get done on the first day of free agency? Well, again, maybe the 49ers told Sam Darnold, hey, we don't really like this guy, Trey Lance. Brock Purdy is dealing with an injury right now. We really don't know what his immediate future is going to be like. You sign with us, who knows what happens? You might be able to start week one. Um, you, you're probably going to beat out Trey Lance, and who knows what happens from there. You could just play great, and you know how it happens in the NFL. Sometimes it's unfortunate, but whoever's playing, if they're playing well, it's going to be hard to unseat them. So maybe that's what the 49ers told Sam Darnold, and that's why this deal got done so quickly and why Darnold, um, you know, was so eager to come to the 49ers. And that could be completely wrong, but I think that's what Adam Schefter 
is saying here, given that it happened so quickly to begin free agency, I think the logical assumption is that Sam Darnold might have the edge over Trey Lance. Now, I, I don't know how I could possibly believe that considering what Sam Darnold has done in this league. And again, everything we just talked about with the 49ers and, and, and the Trey Lance question right now. But I think that's where Adam Schefter is coming from. And, and simply from a logic perspective, putting aside everything I know and feel about Trey Lance and how the 49ers got him, just logically, that makes sense. I just don't know if I can buy into it. Yeah, and, and maybe this is a stretch, but I read Adam Schefter, pardon me, I read Adam Schefter giving Sam Darnold the edge over Trey Lance as Sam Darnold is brought in to be the backup quarterback, and I believe that he should be the backup quarterback for either Brock Purdy or Trey Lance. Now, that doesn't necessarily mean he's always kind of QB3, but to me, Sam Darnold is much more of a plug-and-play backup type player than Trey Lance could be. And of course, this is if Trey Lance is the starter, you're assuming Brock Purdy's hurt. So in a way, I don't know if he's saying that he's going to be slotting in on opening, you know, opening day as the second quarterback, Trey's third to Brock's first. But to me, even if Brock isn't ready to go, I would love to see Trey Lance as a starter. And I think Sam Darnold should be the backup. I also do see a path to where Sam Darnold is the backup on game day to Brock Purdy just because it seems like that's kind of what he's brought in to be. I don't believe he was brought in to be the starter, but I think he was brought in to be the safety valve and the immediate plug-and-play guy that Shanahan has more confidence in to in the thick of the battle if something goes terribly wrong with a quarterback in-game for Sam Darnold to step in and be the guy. Maybe that's a stretch, but how I would like to see Sam Darnold used is just that. Basically, the gum to plug a hole in a sinking boat during a game, not to be the guy that's here to take and, and usurp Trey Lance. I think if Brock Purdy is the starting quarterback, Sam Darnold can be the backup. If Trey Lance is the starting quarterback, Sam Darnold should be the backup. I know there's not a clear hierarchy in that hypothetical, but that's the way I look at Darnold and why he was brought in for the 49ers. Okay, let me ask you a couple of questions to make sure I understand what you're saying here. So uh, let's say Brock Purdy is healthy, whether it's week one or, or whatever, at any point in the season. Brock Purdy's healthy. 49ers, obviously, two active quarterbacks on game days. Do you think the second active quarterback is Sam Darnold and not Trey Lance? Yes. Okay, and then say Brock Purdy gets injured. Um, and he's out for an extended period of time or, or at least a couple of weeks. And Darnold hasn't done anything crazy, hasn't really gotten into games yet. Do the 49ers start Trey Lance at that point or Sam Darnold? I would start Trey Lance, yes. To me, Sam Darnold is the game day emergency backup quarterback. He's the guy that if someone goes down, you can throw right in the game. And then over the course of time, if Trey Lance has time to prepare, has time to get ready, he would be my starting quarterback and Sam Darnold would be relegated back to the backup position. I know that's not, I guess, traditional, uh, but that's the way I look at Sam Darnold. I, I think he's more of a plug and play guy, but he's not a dude that I would want leading my franchise over the course of the regular season. I don't think that's too wild. I think a, a, a veteran guy who has more experience in the NFL probably is the safer bet for uh, you know, Dar or uh, say, pardon me, Brock Purdy goes down with a minor injury. He, he tweaks his ankle in the third quarter and 
at least misses a couple of drives. Sam Darnold going in there perhaps gives the team a little bit of a better chance. So you might be onto something there. I hadn't I hadn't really considered that yet, but that is interesting. There are other people, however, who are continuing to buy into the Sam Darnold hype. <laughs> and I know this is something I, I think I, I pointed out to you off the air last week when I first saw it. Um, but Adam Shine put together a, a list of 10 dark horse MVP candidates for NFL.com. Um, and, you know, a lot of the, the the dark horse candidates, I wouldn't necessarily say dark horse. There's Dak Prescott. Okay, Derek Carr, that's a little dark horse. Tua Tungavailoa, Deshaun Watson, Justin Jefferson, Matthew Stafford, Geno Smith even. That's the top seven. Um, number eight on Adam Shine's dark horse MVP list is Sam Darnold. He's the only guy on here, Evan, who's not a projected starter, who's not a legitimate star like Justin Jefferson, even behind Darnold, is uh, Jared Goff. I mean, that is just an absolutely incredible ranking. Eighth dark horse MVP candidate is Sam Darnold next to actual starting quarterbacks. It takes some guts to, to put a guy who's probably not not even going to start for the 49ers this year in your dark horse MVP list. That is just wild to me. Yeah, I don't know if on the, the color spectrum, if this case he's midnight black because that's how <laughs> dark of a horse he is. But I, I'm with you. Like I don't understand, number one, why his name is in the same breadth, is in the same article as some of those guys you just mentioned. But also, even if Sam Darnold is the starting quarterback <laughs> for the San Francisco 49ers, God forbid, in my opinion, why would he be in the MVP conversation? Just because by an extension of Kyle Shanahan, you throw yes. him in there. 100%. Like, and, and the rest of like, I, I, I do get that. But at some point, Mark, you also, in order to even be a consideration for most valuable player of the National Football League, you need to be a quality player. Brock Purdy <laughs> last year was just about as good as one can be in the situation that he was thrown into with all the great weaponry, with the mastermind Kyle Shanahan calling plays. And over the course of the season, I don't even know if he would have been in the top three. That's not a slight, but to me, that's just how difficult it is to even be in these conversations. Justin Jefferson's got a, a seat at the table. There's other wide receivers, running backs. Christian McCaffrey should be in ahead yes. of not only Trey Lance, not only Sam Darnold, not just, but also Brock Purdy. To me, the dark horse MVP candidate on the 49ers is number 23. End of story. And if you want to talk about anybody else, um, Mr. Shine, with all due respect, I'm sorry, I'm not here for it. No, I 100% agree with you. I was just going to say you took the words out of my mouth. I think the 49ers are a place where MVP candidates go to die because they just have so much talent. And obviously the MVP is generally a quarterback. It's just not going to be the case with the 49ers because Christian McCaffrey, as you said, is the team's most valuable player, most important player, most impactful player. But a running back is not going to win MVP over a quarterback like Patrick Mahomes or Josh Allen or Justin Herbert or, or whatever the case is. That's, that's just not going to happen. Um, so the fact that any Niners quarterback is on this list, is on anybody's potential MVP, Dark Horse MVP list, I think is just flat out laughable. Now they happen to choose, Adam Shine did, maybe the least likely of the three, I think. So it's, it's even more wild. Uh, but you said it best. I'm 100% with you quarterback at least this iteration of 49ers quarterbacks is not going to be the most valuable player for the 49ers it, it will be Christian McCaffrey 
This is the 415ers podcast brought to you by the Odyssey Sports Podcast Network with 95.7 The Game. That's Mark Granny. My name is Evan Giddings. We're coming at you twice a week. Please check us out on the Odyssey app, which you can download, rate to us, subscribe to us there. Also, check us out on the 95.7 The Game YouTube channel. Give that a subscribe while you are there as well. The third part of this, of course, in this quarterback conversation, we've discussed the non-trade market for Trey Lance. Allegedly, over this offseason, according to Adam Schefter, he was on the Pat McAfee show. And, of course, he also said that Sam Darnold had the edge over Trey Lance in line for that second quarterback position. But the biggest news, maybe I would say arguably the most important news, is that the 49ers are optimistic that Brock Purdy will play week one. And that is really why we're having the, the conversation about the backup and the third guy, because it is important. But at the end of the day, Mark, if you got your QB one and you believe him to be that dude, everything else will fall into place and it really doesn't matter. Yeah, he said he's just continuing to to check off all the right boxes as as time passes, which is great news for the 49ers. And they I know they are in a little bit of a, a down period right now, but I'm sure Brock Purdy is is still checking in with Niners, you know, medical personnel and, and everyone, and, and he's you know progressing throwing the football. You remember at the end of mandatory mini camp is when he was actually picking up and throwing a football before, before that it was just a towel going through the motion, but he is throwing a football now. And it's, it's great news that after the fact that he's been throwing an actual football now, again, it hasn't been like letting it go 40, 50 yards down the field, but the fact, the fact that he's been throwing footballs now and hasn't had any sort of setback that things still seem to be going well, this seems to, to me, to be a, a pretty big check mark. We're a couple of weeks out from the end of minicamp now, and you haven't heard any bad news regarding that. So obviously there's going to be a, still a number, a number of hurdles for him to clear, specifically when training camp gets underway. Is he going to get enough practice time in, in training camp? You know, actual practice time where he's not limited in any way for him to feel comfortable and for the 49ers to feel comfortable running him out there week one, or potentially into the preseason as well. Um, but the fact that there's been no setbacks, at least reported that we know at all, uh, after him throwing footballs for the first time, seems like a pretty big benchmark and a pretty big hurdle for him to clear. So good news for the 49ers regarding Brock Purdy, Adam Schefter, of course, is very plugged into all of this. So the fact that he hasn't heard anything other than everything is going well right now, um, I think speaks to the fact that the 49ers really do expect him to be ready for week one, which considering how this offseason began uh, is wild. I mean, you and I didn't, I know I 100% didn't really expect him to play week one. Um, but the fact that it seems like we're headed in that direction is just great news for the 49ers. Yeah, and I wonder how Kyle Shanahan will kind of reacclimate him to both the system as well as the team because, look, I mean, you can study as much tape as you want. You can dig into the playbook and put your nose in it as much as you'd like, but Brock Purdy's still going to have to get those live reps. He's still going to need those bullets. And going back to last season, I believe one of the big reasons why Trey Lance was the day one starter, even with Jimmy Garoppolo on the roster, and even Brock, Brock Purdy to some extent, is because Jimmy Garoppolo didn't have a ramp-up period. He didn't mm, have an yep. offseason because he was delayed in the timing in which he chose to, got, to get his surgery. Brock Purdy isn't exactly on the same timeline, but 
there is going to be a very condensed offseason when it comes to throwing and live action for Brock Purdy. So how quickly can he get up to speed is the most important part of training camp and then in the preseason for him. And I'm just curious to see how Kyle Shanahan and the 49ers athletic training staff are going to manage Brock Purdy because he is ultimately important. And the fact that he's online to play in week one, I, I, I'm looking forward to seeing if it's going to be primarily a run first offense. If they're going to allow him to let it rip the way we saw them entrust him with the offense immediately becoming the starter last season. So you know, I'm not necessarily, I guess, worried about the health now. It feels like he's cleared every single hurdle he has to. And that is, is reason to believe he'll be healthy for week one. But how much, as far as the football is concerned, will he be ready for? Because he's not going to have a, a long offseason, and he's not going to have much time once he gets back and ready to throw uh, to get ready for, for the Pittsburgh Steelers. I don't think that's much of a concern for me. I don't think that situation will come up. I, I think the 49ers are in a place where it'll probably be a run-heavy offense week one but not more than it normally is. I think it'll be the normal Kyle Shanahan 49ers offense. And if the Niners are in a situation where perhaps they feel a little uncomfortable with Brock Purdy's ability to do everything in the playbook for week one, I don't think they'll start him. I, I don't think they're ready to take a risk at the quarterback position, particularly for the guy that they obviously love more than any of the others at the quarterback position. I think they will bite the bullet and, you know, swallow one Sam Darnold, one Trey Lance start to make sure that they have Brock Purdy completely ready and, and able to do everything in the playbook. If there are any doubts, I think, in their mind about his ability to throw the ball down the field, to push it down the field 30, 40 yards, I don't think they're going to start him. Maybe maybe I'm, I'm assuming incorrectly, and maybe the 49ers will put someone out there who isn't 100% ready, or at least that they still have some questions about. I understand your concern. I just don't think that situation will come to pass because I think the 49ers are smart enough to not do that, to, to hold him out if there are still a little bit of maybe dangling concerns as he works his way back. No, I'm not talking about his arm. What I'm talking about is the speed of football and how quickly that Brock Purdy is going to be ready for game action. And, you know, they'll go through their evaluations and figure out if he's if he's up to speed, if he's still, you know, calculating defenses at the rate that he was doing last season. Um, but I, I just feel like Brock Purdy did benefit last year from getting in, immersing himself, and having an entire offseason after being selected in the seventh round to prepare. And because he hasn't been able to throw, I just I just don't know how that's going to affect him once he gets in the game. I think he'll he'll pass all the tests. He's gonna, you know, physically be all good to go. I don't I don't think it's a question of can he rip it 40 yards, but does he know to go where does he know to, to go with the football in a situation like that immediately after being hurt? Is he gonna trust his arm to let it rip for 40 yards on those first couple of passes? We'll never find out, of course, until we see it. But I just wonder how much of those things will linger for Brock Purdy because he has an injury affected and then a condensed offseason. I'm just imagining Brock Purdy like running to the sideline after he misses Brandon Ayuk streaking wide open 30 yards down the field. And he said he dumped it off to McCaffrey in the flat uh, and, and 
Shanahan pulls him aside like, yo, what the hell? We had we had Ayuk wide open. It would have been a walk-in touchdown. What's going on? And uh, Purdy just says, ah, sorry, coach. You know, it's just right back after the injury. I, I don't really trust myself to throw it down the field yet. Shanahan would just absolutely rip him a new one. So I don't really think that's an option. I understand where you're coming from, and maybe there is the moment of hesitation in Brock Purdy's mind. I'm not so sure. I don't think that's something Shanahan really considers. I think he thinks if you're ready physically, you pass all the physical tests, you're ready to go, I'm putting you out there. And if you don't make the throw you should, you're in trouble. And I, I'm going to be upset at you. Maybe that does happen in Brock Purdy's mind. I don't think it's something that Shanahan really even considers. So what are the concerns then? I, I guess the concerns would be that trait or that Brock Purdy is feeling uh, a little, I don't know. He's, he's questioning his, his arm, his ability immediately coming back. I will say what's the way to get that back. I think by going out there and playing. So again, I think if he's physically ready and he's, he's hundred percent, he passed all the doctor's tests. There's absolutely nothing holding him back potentially besides his own doubt. It's, it's natural. I mean, you remember what, what Clay Thompson went through after a couple of major injuries, and I'm not saying this is on the same level as that, but Clay Thompson couldn't really play pickup basketball all offseason because he he hadn't played in so long, and he was worried about re-injuring himself. I know that's not the same thing at all, but maybe that's what Brock Purdy is feeling like, but the way you get over those things is by playing. So I think if he's physically ready, that's all the 49ers are worried about, and they'll throw him out there. Well, yeah, they will throw him out there because he's their best option, too. And that's that's True. why he's going to be there week one. But I would equate it more to a pitcher coming off of Tommy John surgery that is going to look good. But again, with an absence of, of throwing for such a long period of time, I just feel like there's going to be some connectivity from, you know, brain to brawn that might not be there at the beginning. That is not something you can really evaluate and still until you see him in the game. Those that that would be the situation that I'm worried about. It's not being afraid or, you know, not being not being willing to throw it 40 yards to an open Brandon Ayuk, but it's that not being in the foxhole for such a long period of time and not getting a full training camp, not getting a full preseason means that your preseason is essentially week one and there might be some mistakes and there might be some setbacks, but. Again, he's the best option for the 49ers, and that's why he's going to be out there. Uh, quick question then for you. September 10th, week one, Niners at Steelers. Niners are minus two and a half. Does this tell me you're, you're taking Steelers plus two and a half? Get in before the line changes with this, with this Brock Purdy question, huh? Uh, the reason I would take the plus two and a half is because the 49ers are on the road week one against a Steelers team that I think is going to be better than a lot of people believe. Not because of the quarterback, but we can discuss that on a future episode. That's going to wrap things up for this one on the 415ers. Appreciate you tuning in two times a week on the Odyssey Sports Podcast Network with 95.7 The Game. Please download the Odyssey app on your way out. Rate to us, uh, rate us, subscribe to us there. Also, check us out on YouTube. Uh, that is Mark Rainey. I'm Evan Giddings. We'll be back next week, next Tuesday. In the meantime, enjoy the rest of your week and weekend, and we'll talk to you next time.